0: The Loose Change podcast is nothing without you, dear listener. So be sure to find a way to support the show. Leave a five-star rating and a review wherever you listen. I've also started a Patreon where you can send your loose change each month in exchange for bonus content and early access. Take a look at patreon.com/slash Loose Change Podcast. Okay, let's talk. This summer when the world was exploding and white people seemed to just realize how bad racism in America is, I wrote the episode, Please Don't Ask Me If I'm Okay. It came as a response to the amount of people asking me and many of my other black friends about their mental state without fully understanding what they were asking for. It's okay, to be fair, the askers intentions were probably coming from a good place. And though I left them with a few helpful options, And if this still feels not enough to you, I could encourage you to try using something other than your voice. Use your money to donate to Black Lives Matter and COVID relief efforts. Don't worry, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Use your time to read some critical literature about racial injustice. Send me flowers. That's what you do when a person is in mourning, right? Oh, but whatever you do, Please, do not hug me and try not to ask if I'm okay. I followed that episode up with, what not to say when you don't know what to say. That was a totally practical interview with Oliver Ip, pastoral scholar and psychologist in training. In that episode, Ollie and I went over things one should avoid saying to a friend that is grieving or in pain
1: we can you can empathize mm. even those little phrases um like as you kind of actively listen and you're like oh man and that is really hard um to be even you just a validating,
0: yeah right it like, yeah it, it
1: makes what you're going through valid and sometimes we kind of know like we know consciously what i'm going through is valid but we also sometimes don't or we don't really feel that completely and it means a lot when someone goes yeah that is like that is so hard i'm sorry like that's really rough or you know what happened to you that was super unfair you're like yes it was wasn't it like Mm -hmm. yeah like that was not okay what happened to you
0: there was a clip at the end that didn't make it into the episode but i thought it was just so helpful and so needed that i'm bringing it to this one i asked golly how do you tell someone that you don't see them as safe That they are not the one who you would like to give access to your grief or pain for the sake of your own mental stability or because you're just not looking for advice or you know whatever because you don't owe everyone access to yourself especially right now when it can feel like we are one more major change away from the edge so stay tuned for that but first i want to introduce you to my play cousins we discuss race, culture, ethnicity, and our ever changing world on their podcast. Today, on Loose Change, who can I run to? I see you. you ever listen to a podcast so much that you feel like the hosts are actually friends of yours? And no, I'm not talking about this podcast because I feel like we actually are friends. Some of the podcasts I listen to though, I find myself like responding, like I'm having a conversation, laughing out loud, or just, I don't know, learning something from a really trusted friend. When I first moved to Hong Kong, I felt really lonely and I realized just how much I missed black voices. The accents, the speed, the language, I just missed black people so much. Fortunately, because of this deep love that I have for podcasts, I had access to so many content producers back home. So one of my favorite podcasts, and therefore two of my very best friends, <laughs> host a podcast called NPR's Code Switch, and that's with Shireen Marisol Meraji and Gene Denby. Now I know what you're thinking. It's NPR, public radio. A little dry, a little dull, and a wee bit white. But Code Switch is a podcast that explores overlapping themes of race, ethnicity, and culture, how they play out in our lives and communities, and how all of that is shifting. Wait, sorry, real quick. You do know what code switching is, right? When you change the way you act, talk, dress based on who you're around, especially when in mixed company. Oh, I will say though, Jean and Shereen do not code switch when they host their podcast okay so anyway anyway one of my favorite episodes from their podcast was called what is in a karen and actually it came out when i had my own run-in with a karen type person but that's a story for another day in this episode code switch dives into the history of the name as a term and its predecessors what makes a karen is not really a new phenomenon but neither is entitlement or privilege or overreacting to mild inconveniences, especially when it has to do with Black people. None of that is new. But then they dive deeper than the name. They went into the history, the ideology, the inheritance, and the evolution of the Karen, who was actually formerly the Becky in the 90s and Miss Anne in the 1800s. Jeez, the the whole story, all the research, it was so enlightening. One line that really hit home for me though was this Karen and Becky may not wear Miss Ann's hoop skirts, but they move through the world in the same way, certain of their right to be there, certain they have more right to be there than you. And it is in that certainty that's so dangerous. Okay, 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 okay fine. I'll tell you about the experience I had with my own Karen. So I had a Karen at my job, right? And the microaggressions from her eventually added up to full-blown racism. She was a volunteer. And every time I saw her, she would reintroduce herself to me, title and all, as if we had never met before. Sometimes her greeting was even, um, are you supposed to be here? As if it was her job to police where people were allowed to be. And every black man she came across, she would ask if he was my husband. And spoiler alert, she has yet to be right. And I could have just ignored all of these things and gone about my life until the time when we were working on the same project. I made the mistake of enforcing a professional boundary, which this Karen thought was completely unreasonable. So unreasonable, in fact, that she thought it was necessary to tell my boss that I was rude and angry. That's right. That Karen dubbed me the angry black woman. Can you? I just. And then not only that, she said it to my boss, to my boss. But I will say there is a happy ending to this story. Because I am a professional, I documented all of our communication and I sent it to my boss. He then went back to explain to her why she was wrong and she apologized to me. Which, to be honest, I did not see coming. But anyway, all that to say, you should check out the Code Switch podcast. Jean and Shereen were really a comfort to me when I needed it. And I hope you like them too find NPR's Code Switch on Apple Podcasts or wherever you found this podcast and by the way, this is not an ad or sponsored or anything like that I just really want to introduce you to voices that I adore
1: It's a question, it's about safety People can love you and they can be good people um, but in your interactions with them uh, and that's not just about like grief or whatever, but it could be a whole host of different things. Um, they may not be a safe person. And and by safe here, we all have people who we feel safer and not safer, not, and less safe around. Um, people who we feel like we can be ourselves and all of who we are and what we are and where we are in our feelings and our thoughts. Um, people who we feel we can do all that with and not be bruised uh, because of that and that's okay for there to be people you know who love you and you love them but you don't feel safe enough to give them that kind of access at this time Um, I think that's entirely okay I think that is a matter of healthy boundaries because people don't naturally just by right, because they like you or they love you, um, get to have access to things going on within you and your thoughts and in your emotions and in your life that you don't want to give them. If you don't feel they can steward that, if they can't hold that well, it's, it's kind of like, I don't doubt, um, you know, I don't doubt that my brother is a person who loves me a lot and he's a good, good man. Um, but I'm not going to trust him to do surgery on me because he's a reporter. <laughs> good clarifying. He's not a safe person <laughs> to give him that kind of access into my well-being. Um, that I think that there's, there's, a, there's a metaphor to go with if that helps understand safety and access. There are people who love me very much. I don't trust them to be able to understand my struggle with anxiety or ask the right questions enough to really open up all of it. Now we have a relationship and and over time when I'm in a place to, we talk about it and that's been good. Um, But there are other people I go to to talk about anxiety and traumatic stuff. Um, who I do trust, who can, who can hold that. My therapist, for one. Um, that's why we have... That's what these people are for. <laughs> um, like, hopefully, um, it is that you find in that a safe person. Um, they may not be your best friend. They probably won't be because it's a professional relationship. But safety is a, is a thing. And especially, I think we feel very guilty, especially when the question of safety and boundaries comes up with family. Um, and people within, um, and that's not just like biological or nuclear family, but just the whole whatever family means to you, whatever community means to you. Because um, sometimes there's expectations of, you know, vulnerability and openness, um, and those aren't bad values to have. Um, but boundaries also allow for there to be love. Um, you actually damage love in relationships if there's not the right boundaries and the right understanding of safety. And how to also become a safe person
0: So How do you Is there a way that you can explain that To someone Who you kind of deem unsafe
1: Um, Okay in my own experience I can only speak from my own experience in this Um, This is both something I've done For someone and something that I've kind of Taken the reins on and had them do for me Uh, in that I once sat with someone who who had said as much as that they're going through a really horrible time, that their life has kind of been flipped around, Um, and I said, would you like to have lunch together? And they were like, sure. So we had lunch. We sat down at lunch, and I basically said, I'm not going to ask you what happened. If you want to talk about it, you can, but I'm not going to ask you so that there's just space for this to be whatever you want it to be. And they were very grateful. And we did not talk about what had happened. There were reasons why they didn't want to talk about that. Um, and so that was one way I, th- I think that's a being, you know, how do you also just acknowledge when you might not be the safe person or the not right person?
0: So self aware mm. that they know that they're not the person. Yes.
1: So on the other side, I've sat with someone and said, hey, I'm going through a real hard time, but. I would actually just like to not talk about that. I'd actually love to talk about this. Now, Now, as the person who's struggling, that does demand something of you. Um, upholding boundaries does take something from us and that's why it's hard. Um, but I personally consider it a worthwhile investment. And so that could have been um, a, a, a sit down with, with someone else that could have been super difficult. Of me sitting there being like, please don't ask, please don't ask, please don't ask. Oh shit! They asked. Okay, okay. How do I dodge this? Do I, no, yeah, I'm totally fine. I'm like, I also, you know, I I, I don't want to sit there and lie. Like that's not enjoyable to me. Um, so for me, I kind of want to get over the awkwardness early and just say, hey, um, you know, you know that my grandma passed away. I, I and I'm sure you, in, in case you wanted to ask, I'm doing okay right now. Other days are hard. Um, beyond that, let's talk about something else, please. Um, I think that's, that's a way that it doesn't really make the person... It doesn't really, like, say anything about the person you're with. Um, it's just, this is me right now. This is what's important to me. And I'm not meeting with you if I didn't... If there wasn't something enjoyable I could <laughs> take from that. So... Like, let's enjoy ourselves together. That's I guess that's a more casual way. Obviously, I think if it's if it's advanced further or if it's with someone who's really close or if they don't react well to that, then you kind of just have to have that conversation. And that's really hard. That could be a whole nother podcast episode on how do you give feedback, how do you maintain boundaries, Maybe how do I you set boundaries back. with loved ones. Can and there are people there are other people who are far better than me.
0: Oh, um, at, <laughs> at
1: helping with that. <laughs> Uh, So, you know, stay tuned, Louise.
0: Now that we know we're moving back to the US, I've been wondering what each moment will look like when I get there. When I want to try something that I'm afraid of, who will I turn to? When I want to talk about our goals, who will listen and dialogue with me? It's not that I don't have family and friends in the States, I have great relationships. Relationships that I haven't tended to in a while. Relationships that maybe like we're meeting each other for the first time. And I'm a really social person, but I find it really, really hard to trust people. I'm quick, really quick to share the high points of my personality under the guise of transparency. But the parts that I'm not proud of, the parts that are still a work in progress, that I don't feel like I have a pending solution to, I keep them pretty close to the chest. And I instantly resent anyone who tries to force them out of me. But in the spirit of this podcast, let's question this view I have of myself. Is this still true for me? A lot of my general mistrust of people comes from good old fashioned common sense. But I'm sure there are parts of it that come from fear, fear of outcomes, fear of putting myself out there, a fear of being rejected for who I am. Because I was made to believe that Black people looked, acted, talked a certain way, and anything outside of that was considered, well, white or other. And that wasn't a good thing. And I didn't I didn't want to be different like that. I just wanted to be me and be loved for it. And now I love who I am. I love that I've been trying new things that make me deeply uncomfortable, like talking to you about things that I don't like about myself. So dear listener, who are you talking to? Not everyone in your life has a right to unfiltered access to you. So who for you is safe? Who are you allowing to see you as a work in progress? Do they know who they are? I think, I think you should tell them. And sure, maybe it, it goes without saying, but maybe it doesn't. And if you don't want to tell them, what's stopping you? Sorry, I know, I know, <laughs> I'm asking a lot of questions. I just, I I just want you to love and be loved in return. I want you to have a best girlfriend or guy friend or auntie or somebody that is in your corner. If you don't want to tell them, just say something like this. Say, my accountability partner Deanna wanted me to tell you that she said thank you for being there for me. And when they ask, who the heck is Deanna? Say, oh, you don't know? She hosts the podcast, Loose Change. You should listen. (laughs) Thank you for the shout out. All right, I've got to go. Talk again soon. Let's say next week, same time. Okay, cool. Love you. Bye. Loose Change was produced and hosted by me. The music featured on this episode was created by Anno Domini, Bureaucratic, and Bad Snacks and the segment intro was mixed by me. A special thanks to Oliver Ipp for your continued support and really easy interviewing style. For episode transcripts and cover art, please visit loosechangepodcast.com slash episodes. Don't forget to leave a five-star rating and a review. And check out the Patreon. Be back next week for another new episode.